Okay, well, welcome everyone to Stella Life's podcast. I can't be more excited to have Dr. Wynn with me today. Uh, we go back a little ways. I am doctor had been one of the very first innovators to utilize Stella Life and has an incredible practice in Oregon. And I wanted him to be on our podcast today to share with you some insights into integrated dental medicine. So welcome so much and thank you so much for coming and being on our show today, Dr. Wynn. Thank you, Debbie. It's an honor. Um, as you said, uh, you know, we've been kind of partnered up. Uh, we use your, we've been using your products for um, several years and we're just getting fantastic results, you know, and when I, when I was trying to find um, what this amazing product was, I, I couldn't believe it. So I had to do a lot of research to make sure everything was kosher, so to speak. And, and I was really blown away by all the research and everything that was behind the product. So it's an honor for me as well. Well, thank you so much. Um, we have really spent a lot of time making sure that um, Stella Life did everything possible to show efficacy of a very innovative uh, formulation and a really exciting opportunity for us to share it with the world. But I want to talk about you today a little bit more. And I think there is an incredible amount of interest today in the world of dentistry, particularly in integrated dental medicine. And I was wondering if you might share a little bit about what that really is and what does it mean to you to be an integrated dental medicine practitioner? Sure. Um, thank you for asking. It, integrative medicine and dentistry is integrating how things in the mouth affect the body, you know, in a short sentence. Um, but I'll give you an example. I will get patients that come and they're distraught because their dentist has told them they have cavities and they're being scolded because, you know, they're not cleaning or they're not trusting that you know, they're not eating sugar like the patient's telling them. And yet, when I check in the mouth, I check their acidity level, uh, the erosion is actually coming from digestive issues. So I am sending them back to have them test for digestive issues. I don't do those. I send them back to their providers to check their, their stomach acidity production and things like that. And sure enough, um, because of, of, of that, you know, the patients find out that they have some digestive issues. Um, that's why, for example, they might be getting their heartburn and things like that. And that, that can be checked and, you know, resolved. So we go after the root cause of things. And, um, you know, that's one example. And, and then, you know, if I was to just fix those cavities without, you know, checking what the root cause was, you know, we just keep going after cavities after cavities, it doesn't finish when, you know, the source is coming from somewhere else than hygiene and sugar. And when you fix that things, you know, the, not only are the teeth stable, but the patient, you know, now can, can solve other issues because when you're not digesting properly, you're not absorbing a lot of nutrients. You're not absorbing them enough. Um, and, and, you know, you have other issues. So that's an example of how we integrate, you know, the whole body to where things come from the mouth and sometimes vice versa. 
It just makes so much sense when you talk about root cause. And um, this is one of the really interesting and evolving areas of dentistry that we, people like you and others have started to really open that concept up to thinking that we really need to think about the why. Why did this patient present this way? What was causing this destruction and not just treating the destruction, but treating that root cause. So this is just, your patients must absolutely feel tremendous after they see you, especially if they've had gut issues that have left gone unresolved. Yeah. And I will add to that, you know, that like, you know, I, I pay a tremendous attention to that, but it doesn't mean that a regular dentist is zero on that, you know, like as an example, um, airways becoming, a very popular, you know, kind of trendy thing because with technology, for example, with the CBCT, which is a 3D X-ray, we have more and more the capacity now to see the restricted airway very easily and kind of screen for sleep issues. And, you know, we have dental oral solutions for that. But a lot of um, non, let's say, integrative dentists already do these things, you know, so nobody's like zero at, at these things. But I, I also have a naturopathic medical degree. So I have the medical kind of whole body aspect, you know, uh, I'm a board certified naturopath. So I, I don't treat patients like that. But I use that knowledge of you know, the, the, the whole body, you know, another example, you know, that's a little bit related to some of your products, but, you know, we screen for vitamin D uh, at, at my office. So I don't diagnose vitamin D deficiency, but if you have a vitamin D deficiency and I'm going to do surgery, I need to repair, I may not get the healing that I'm supposed to. And so, you know, I want to know, you know, we do a similar thing for A1C, you know, which is um, glucose, uh, you know, in, in, in the blood. But um, it, again, if you're, you're, your numbers are high and you're going on kind of pre-diabetes or diabetes and you don't know, um, the blood flow is going to be impaired and I might not get the healing, especially after surgeries that I'm looking for. Um, you know, we look at, a, a, um, you know, the relations of infections to other parts of the body. Another example would be grinding and clenching. We know grinding and clenching, you know, can wear the teeth. But did you know that, you know, when you grind clench, that continuous stimulation actually upregulates your sympathetic nervous system? That means you're in fight flight. Um, way more than you're supposed to. But the issue is not just that, you know, your adrenaline, your cortisol are screwed up, but the other side of that is the parasympathetic, meaning rest, digest is not functioning while you're in stress, fight, flight. And what is happening during rest, digest, like it says, like you're supposed to be digesting, repairing, um, rebuilding, you know, getting rid of toxic things. And when you're not doing that, because, you know, your clenching is so overstimulating, then, you know, you're going to have issues. And if you don't know the connection, you might just be skipping, you know, you, you treat for 
I don't know, a night guard, but, or nothing, you know, when in reality, this is a bigger problem than just teeth grinding. Mm-hmm. And then we can work in hand in hand with, with you know, some providers that, that know how to work with that. But mm-hmm. um, we in our office have some modalities for that. As an example, um, I use a device called uh, Alpha Stim, but basically we stimulate the alpha with the vagal nerve. Mm-hmm. And that stimulation will help patients deal with anxiety, but it'll help, you know, the patients being parasympathetic, which is rest, digest, recover. Um, you know, and those are just a, a bunch of examples. Like there's a lot more, um, but that the, the integrative dentist uh, things look at. That is amazing. You know, again, it just everything you just talked about is really trying to find that root cause and working on that aspect to have long term success. And I love what you were talking about, because this really is a hot topic right now in um, implant world of of implanting patients that are um, low in D and they're seeing a tremendous amount of bone integration not occurring and wondering why, even in non-smokers. And there are studies that are coming out that are indicating, as you mentioned, these D levels being so low in some of these patients that they can't grow bone. And so these are just so important topics um, that we need to talk about and we need to share with others to help us have better outcomes and really for our patients to have that long-term success in not only just their dental care, but overall well-being. Um, I love what you're doing. I know another hot topic that um, we hear talk about in the dental community is um, amalgam fillings. And that's always been kind of a hot topic um, for many years, as a matter of fact. But in your opinion, why would someone want to take their fillings out, for instance, um, and replace them? Would there be any good reasons for that? Yes. I mean, you can include me in that. If I had them, I would get them taken out immediately. I would never put that in anyone in my family, you know. Um, and I don't judge people who do or use those things or the people that have taught us, you know, that they're, they're, you know, there was some benefits to using those and there was a time and a place. Um, at the end of the day, you know, there's always mercury coming out of that, you know, and some people will say, oh, there's this type, methylated, not methylated, blah, blah, blah. But um, the amount is little and this and that, but you need to remember that, you know, besides being, a toxin, like a heavy metal toxin and um, binding to nerves and storing in fat and causing issues, um, mercury will leach magnesium. And we need magnesium in the Krebs cycle, which is the basic pathway through which we make energy in the mitochondria. And we have so many inflammatory issues, toxin issues, we don't need that extra burden of not making enough, you know, energy. And that is one of the problems, by the way, in the past of saying, you know, what is the correlation between those mercury fillings and the issues that we're seeing? It is involved in so many things that you can't just follow one pathway and say, oh, yes, you know, that causes that problems. Therefore, um, you know, it's not an issue. But 
at the end of the day, if you take a 34-year-old tooth or mercury filling, I call them mercury filling because they're, those amalgams are composed of more than 50% mercury. Mm-hmm. And if that is the major element, that's what it should be called. But um, if you take that, um, that mercury filling and you put it in an isolated chamber and you rub it with even just a toothbrush, you will see an increase even after 40 years. So I don't want that, that binding magnesium in my body and, and storing and, and, you know, the fat of, of my axons of my nerves or, or, you know, and the fat in my body in general. Um, if anything else, like, you know, a, a fluorescent light that has mercury breaks in a building, you will evacuate the building evacuately immediately and then people will not be having asthmat suits to, 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 to clean that out. But to me, just the fact that it binds all that magnesium that, that we so dearly need and, and are lacking all the time um, and knowing that it affects the nerves um, is enough for, for, for me not to you know, tell people you shouldn't have that in your body. Uh, it's it's so fascinating. Um, I'll date myself. I was in the days of when the first composite resins started to come out into the dental world. And uh, we were fascinated with the ability to have some technology to that level. You had to mix them together to get them to work. Yeah. And we've evolved. Yeah. Our products and our materials have changed so much, which or positives. And everything that we are seeing coming into dentistry today is really focused on, on trying our best to have the safest products available for our patients with the least mm-hmm. amount of side effects. So uh, that's so fascinating. There's so many things about that I didn't really even know. And I'm so glad you shared that. Um, I also want to talk about ozone because I absolutely love it when um, ever we're at these meetings where there is ozone, it just smells amazing in the room. And I love it. I don't know what it is, but I just love it. But I want you to share with our listeners about maybe um, some of the benefits of what you found that ozone that our that our listeners may not even realize what ozone can do. Sure, sure. Okay. So, um, why do why would a dentist or even a layperson you know, be be thinking about ozone to to help with their body? So ozone is a derivative of oxygen. Um, oxygen is O two. Ozone is O three. And the reason you know you kind of like that smell is because if you go like in high in the mountain when there was rain or if there's lightning, or if you go by the ocean when the waves are crashing, those types of energy uh, will um, cause the oxygen to break up and reassemble, and then you'll have some ozone, and you get that distinctive smell. Um, ozone is also responsible for you know protecting us from some of the rays from, from outer space that if we didn't have, we'd look like Mars, which is a completely dried planet. Are dead or devoid of life. But um, in back in the dental office, you know, the generators are like devices that mimic lightning when pure oxygen is run through them. And um, we can use them for... Um, so one of the big reasons I use it is because it is an antimicrobial that is natural. By the way, our body makes ozone. 
but the ozone will work against bacteria, viruses, macrophage, and fungus. So for example, if we have sinus infections, when we have infections in the jawbone, if someone comes with a large abscess, um, when I'm doing work on a tooth, before I go back and place a filling or crown, you know, I will do ozone there to make sure I'm not leaving any pathogens in there before I seal the tooth. Um, when, like I said, someone comes with an abscess, we can inject ozone in the tissues next to the tooth and that will start, you know, acting as a natural and um, antimicrobial that does not affect the gut like antibiotics do. Um, we can use that for healing. Why? Because what is healing? What is normal functioning? It is, we need oxygen. As you know, like if, if someone um, drowns or is being choked after, you know, three, four, five minutes of not having oxygen, you die. You know, the, the mitochondria in your cell need oxygen to make the energy. When that oxygen is not there, we die. But when we give it adequately, then, you know, the body can heal and function properly. Um, so by putting that next to the tissues that need healing, it helps with the healing. It does that by also increasing blood flow to the area. And um, when erythrocytes, the blood cells of our body that carry oxygen come in contact with ozone, there is a switch that is turned on. Technically, it's the molecular, like the structure is, is kind of reshaped a little bit and it can, can carry more oxygen. So it becomes what we call a super um, oxygen carrier. And of course, that is very good for the area, very good for, for, you know, for healing. So we, we can use that for, for, for those purposes. You know, it could be anything from injecting ozone under an ulcer or under, um, let's say, a papilloma type thing, you know, and it will kill the viruses. So, you know, the lesions will heal. Um, but on the date and then in hygiene, um, you know, we can kind of run the ozone gas along the infected area mm -hmm. to pre disinfect before the hygienist goes and, and cleans so there's less contamination in the blood by you know the pathogens um so we make our patients also gargle with ozonated water mm -hmm. um those are some of the things that we use it for um you know the breathing treatment for the sinuses is, is happening pretty often mm -hmm. um, because we have 3d cone beam technology now in dentistry you know we can see issues in the sinus we couldn't see with panels Mm -hmm. And um, th that's a really good way to help them heal um, for sinus infections. Yeah, that's fascinating. And it sounds like with ozone, there's a really great possibility that you could continue to reduce the use of antibiotics um, because what ozone can do is that something that um, has been uh, studied and understood. I mean, I haven't looked at the research for a comparison per se, but, you know, my patient base are very concerned with their health and sometimes very sick. And sometimes we don't have the luxury to use antibiotics. And just to be clear, you know, antibiotics have their time and place for certain uses. And sometimes, you know, we're very grateful that we have them. But 
I think I do think that they're overused and uh, very lightly, you know, kind of prescribed. And I think that's a mistake because um, we need the the biome to be healthy, you know, um, and thriving for for so much of our optimal functioning. Uh, but it has happened that, you know, patients couldn't use antibiotics and they would come, you know, um, on a daily basis for ozone injection next to infections. And we could resolve the infections um, the same as antibiotics, but without the, uh, the adverse effects. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Why? I think that um, all of this is such a great um, segue into helping others that like that are in dental practice today um, integrate more of these concepts and ideas, and maybe take baby steps even to do that. Um, if someone wanted to get started in really um, creating this integrated dental practice, where would you recommend that they start? 100% with uh, the amalgam or what I call mercury fillings. The main reason is um, the dentist and their staff are the most exposed to this. It's just mind boggling, like the amount, uh, like if you remove that and you don't protect yourself as a, as a dentist or as an assistant, um, you are like making yourself super toxic and you just think, Oh, I'm, you know, I have chronic fatigue. It it has nothing to do with the mercury, you know, and you just take coffee. It must be something else, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sleeping well, but you know, you are getting exposed to 2000 times, 3000 times more mercury when you vaporize it than, than the patient when he just, you know, rubs his teeth. And if you're doing it several times a day, like I want you to protect yourself. I want you to educate yourself immediately about, you know, they're very simple step. You can get equipped to mer- remove that mercury and certified to remove that safely, you know, in mm-hmm. under 10 hours, 10, 12 hours with maybe a, a couple of thousand dollars worth of equipment, which is not a ton. Mm-hmm. And, and, Please be safe for yourself and start protecting your patients a little bit more from that. Um, you go to an association called the IAOMT, mm-hmm. um, with the International Academy of Medical and Toxology, uh, Toxicology. Anyway, the IAOMT, sorry. And, um, <laughs> you know, everything is science-based. We, you know, we, we, we do everything by the book. So this isn't like, you know, some kind of like woohoo type stuff. Like if you take the time to go on the website and educate yourself, you will see that like everything is there for a reason. And it is a scientific reason that is like totally um, um, science-based and and, um, proven. So um, that's where I would start 100%. Wonderful. Well, I know after people hear this podcast with you, they are going to be reaching out. Um, So I think you have a wealth of knowledge and what you're doing is fascinating and really on in a lot of ways, 
cutting edge in the concepts that we were all trained years and years ago. So I can't tell you how much, again, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today, sharing your experience, your knowledge, and your background. Um, We look forward to hearing more from you in our Innovators series, where Liz Lundry will dive a little deeper with you into some of these concepts. So again, thank you so much, Doctor, for taking the time to be with me today. And um, I can't say that uh, any more about how wonderful the practice sounds and how I wished I lived a little closer. (laughs) Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Uh, You're fantastic at interviewing. And, um, you know, I'm happy to answer any questions at any time. And I'm looking forward to that um, more um, in-depth podcast. Okay. Well, thank you, doctor. Take care and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Take care too. Bye-bye.